This is Fred Vogel from Totag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Sick on cinema. I am one half of your Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks. <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> podcasters. John, I'm rather have Matt. God damn, what a heavy episode we got today. <laughs> you chose this. <laughs> I did choose this. It's like, oh, coming off the bridge, we should probably do something a little more uh, light, light and relaxing. Nah, let's get into fucking neo Nazis. <laughs> Some of the worst people. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about just some shitty human beings that have ever walked the face of the planet. At least the movies are fictional. True. Good point. <laughs> movies are fiction. They are fictional. It's not literally seeing someone jump off a fucking bridge. To their demise. Yeah, it's fucking horrific. It is horrific. Some of those images are still burning in my brain. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. We did it like two weeks ago. Maybe two weeks yeah. ago, yeah. I don't know what day it is anymore. We never know what day it is. That's the fun thing about this. Oh, my God. And it's always so funny, too, because like, I think I referenced it last episode, but it's always like, we got plenty of time to get these movies in. <laughs> day of episode. Come on, please. Please, I got to get, the, I gotta <laughs> yeah. get it in. I got to get it in. <laughs> Especially with your work hours and stuff mm. and whatnot. Um, like, for me, like my, my time schedule is a little more relaxed right now mm-hmm. due to... Um, the fucking virus that just COVID, yeah, that just continues to ravage our country. Just pile drive our country. <laughs> yeah, just be- Johnny sends our country. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just balls deep. Yeah, we're gonna have a little fun up top because it's gonna get heavy. Oh, it's yeah. gonna get dark. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, damn. <laughs> Water is everywhere. <laughs> it's not everywhere. Don't even act like it's everywhere. There's a few drops on the table. Damn. <laughs> I saw it shoot everywhere. Look, I wouldn't pay attention where my foot was at an itch. <laughs> that happens the best. I, dude, one time I was at the same table, I had a, a laptop out, and I was, you know, writing stuff, and I kicked the fucking shit out of it, <laughs> and not, and then launched it across the room. I was like, no! no. Oh, no. So, uh, what you been into, Matt? Uh... Fucking nothing. <laughs> That's the best thing about this podcast, I think. It's like, what you been into? Nothing. What you been into? Work. <laughs> All right, let's get into that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, except for, like, work and just doing shit here and there. Yeah, I mean, it's just life right now, I think. Yeah. Like, I go to work, I come home. I go to work, I come home. Yeah. Occasionally, I get a movie in. <laughs> right. I order a shit ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your three shelves that already are packed full of movies are being covered. Covered in movies. Like, your second shelf right now is unrecognizable. Yeah, you can't see the movies behind the new movies. Like, it's wild. Some black law of entertainment stuff. Yeah. Some uh, Tetro video stuff. Yeah, fuck the mainstream. Yes. Tetro. Speaking of Tetro video, we gotta get into this. Tetro video 
is putting out goddamn Debris Documentar. Yeah, we literally just talked about this. I know, like here. last episode, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, Debris Documentar is coming. That's fucking awesome. And uh, you have to forgive me. Someone commented. I think it was uh, Gary J. Thorne. Um, commented. Uh, I love good, the name, by the way. I know. <laughs> good, you can watch it so we don't have to. <laughs> so, is that what they said? Yeah. Awesome. I was like, yeah. It's kind of the kind of the show. <laughs> we watch that's it awesome. so you don't have to. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what our show's about. I mean, even the, though we recommend it, isn't that a uh, channel awesome nostalgia critic? I'll watch it so you don't have to. Or I something think like so. That. It's been forever since I've watched any of his videos. He's a weird guy. Yeah, Doug Walker, Doug Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> <laughs> Doug Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Oh my god! It's late night. What do you want from us? Oh my god! This is about the quality of this show. Like it's like one o'clock in the morning, something like that. The fact that anyone listens to this is actually a miracle. Uh, yeah, like we're the fucking worst. <laughs> we're the worst. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like one o'clock in the morning. I got a fucking monster cracked open because I drank two today. Oh, and you one was two? a big one. Oh my god! <laughs> it was you, a long day. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> That's not good. It's not good. <laughs> My caffeine like addiction only gets higher. At least it's oh. caffeine and not like methamphetamine or fentanyl. It's true. Like most people that live in our area. <laughs> yeah, fentanyl. Yeah. I swear to God, one time I almost overdosed on caffeine. I thought you were going to say fentanyl. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> no, I never took fentanyl. <laughs> or no, anyway. <laughs> God damn. There's all kinds of shit coming out on this show. <laughs> Dude, like... Because like, I thought it was just because of the flavor of those Rockstar punched, you know, drinks. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is really good. I'm going to keep drinking them. I had like four or five of those sons of bitches. <laughs> it becomes like that meme of the skeleton where it's like when you drink too much caffeine and all your heart rate gets goes up. You're just like. <laughs> well, like it felt weird. Like my brain felt like it was in slow motion, but my heart was like beating out of my chest. I don't. I had to go to the doctor and everything. That's funny as shit. And they, they had told me not to drink anything caffeinated for like a like a. A month or so. They're like, get was... out of the way. This man has had six pieces of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> there were no craft singles consumed <laughs> during this uh, My this God, six craft singles. God damn. <laughs> There's four. <laughs> they have to get the paddles out on you. <laughs> Shit. Like, get the craft out of him. <laughs> <laughs> get the craft out. Get the, get the craft out. My goodness. Um, yeah, I guess we probably should get into the show, actually. <laughs> Do we have to? I mean, we got to do questions and stuff first. Yeah. We can just do that and cut the show off. <laughs> like, that's it. Questions, done. <laughs> these, these movies are fucking heavy, man. They're very heavy. But let's get to the questions. So, questions, comments, and concerns, ugh, concerns, concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com, or each yes. week I will post a picture asking for your all's questions, and you can comment there. So, either way you want to do it, perfectly fine with us. Right. So, first up, we have a uh, first-time questionnaire from... Uh, Adrian, which when people send it through the Gmail, uh, just let me know if you want me to use your last name or if you just first name's cool. Mm. So Adrian asks, loving the show, or hi guys, loving the show. Have you thought about doing a series on the video nasties from the 70s and 80s? I know you've already covered a few, like Campbell Holocaust, but there's a lot more. The video we, nasties. We, we've talked about it. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the, you mean, there's definitely video nasties that we already have plugged into other episodes. Yeah. But there will probably be an episode down the line called Video Nasties. Yes, because they just don't really fit into any other category. Yeah. Like, I know there's going to be something that fits into exploitation, you know, cannibal movies, yeah. stuff like that. Which, I mean, we did cannibal movies, actually. We did do cannibal, which is why we did Campbell Holocaust yeah. and Ferox. I think Ferox was also a Video Nasty. 
Yeah, I, I Man mean, from Deep River might have been a video nasty too. Now I think about it, I don't yeah. really know actually. But there's like a ton. There's a ton of movies that uh, we need to fit into places. So if you're into the video nasties too, check out uh, Beware the Video Nasties from Severn Films. Yeah, we were. It's good. There's two of them, two documentaries, as well as a whole slew of trailers, like all of them on uh, disc. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, I remember one day we watched. Uh, I don't know if we watched both documentaries, but I know we at least watched one, and we watched the trailers. The trailers, and it was fantastic. Oh yeah, really loved it. And like, it's funny like watching some of them be like, "Hey, we saw that." Yay. And some of them being like, "What is that?" Yeah, a lot of them are like, "Whew, this is bad." Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Adrian, for the question. We are definitely going to be covering video nasties in the future for yes. sure. Interesting thing about the video nasties is like, I wonder if like, what modern video nasties would look like. Oh God. They think Serbian film would definitely been like <laughs> section. It, it, one. I mean, it would be on like every band list. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it still is in some places. It really is, yeah. But I mean, and Mother Serbia, Serbia is that? A, uh, where is Serbia? Serbia, I again don't is that like in the Russian area. Or am I completely wrong about that? I think it's in the Russian European area. See, I know like I know like Eastern Europe and like. Asia. <laughs> Anything yeah. in between, I'm like, what is that? I don't really know. Yeah, l- unless I'm thinking about the con- the continents just being fucking Pangea and being all together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in there. It's all one area. world to me, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Unity. Unity, yes. Next up, uh, we have Robert. He says, Hey, gentlemen, greetings from Wyoming. My question this week is, what extreme or low-budget movie would you want to see remade with a Hollywood budget? I would love to see what Lloyd could have done to Tromeo and Juliet with a Hollywood budget. Keep the cast the same, just the special effects and sets get an upgrade. I know the low quality is what makes these films the movies they are, but there are some I'd like to see with a bigger budget. Thanks for the heads up on the GCW event in, what was that, Lamry, Wyoming? Yeah. My nine-year-old son has got me into wrestling recently. We have been to two WWE and one AEW event. It's an hour from my house, so if you want to go and have a, you have a place to stay. Take care, Robert. Hell yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you, Robert. Wyoming's a bit of a way. We would love to go. Oh, oh yeah. They just announced the motherfucker king. Yeah, the king. The god the of this shit. Nick <laughs> fucking Gage. Yeah. Also, again, I know these guys don't need any shout out from some little podcast like yeah. ours, but. Dark Side of the Fucking Ring mm-hmm. has kept me entertained over the last, like, fucking That fucking show is insane, whatever. dude. It's so good. <laughs> the Nick Gage episode was excellent. Um, But uh, just a little heads up, GCW's a little different than WWE and AEW. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're, you're aware. Uh, but they do things called death matches. Yes. <laughs> where they use real glass and stuff. I don't know if they'll be doing it there. We don't know. It's hard yeah. to say. With Nick Gage, I feel like there's got to be some tubes. Uh, light, either light tubes or some kind of what they call fuckery. Fuckery. Some kind some of weaponry. Probably barbed wire. Yeah, so just be so aware like, yeah. that it, it will get a little more extreme than some other shows. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> and I only said that because you said your nine-year-old got you into it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I mean, I would take my kid to go see GCW, but that's oh, yeah. me. I don't have a kid. That's why I don't have one. Again, here, here's my thing, too. Like, I was watching Deathmatch stuff when I was young, young as fuck, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was watching, like, CZW highlights on, like... YouTube back yeah. in the day. It was great. But we greatly appreciate the offer. If it went out of our way, we would definitely yeah. hit you up because GCW is the shit. Uh, so his question, what low budget... 
don't look at my water like that. Put the lid on it. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> what, what low budget, extreme, or horror film would you like to see get remade with a bigger budget? That's tough. I, I think, for me personally, there's one that really pops up like immediately. Joe Meredith, mm. uh, the South Mill District trilogy, as it's a short film series right now. I would love to see somebody give him the budget and him turn it into like one feature oh, yeah. length film because I think what that guy could do with like like a big budget would be uh, pretty much as far as he wants to go with it. I think. Oh yeah, I don't think there'd be anything he couldn't pull off. Man, that's tough. I don't know. It's fucking tough. <laughs> it's fucking hard, man. It's fucking hard, man. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to. Maybe I would say I spent a grave, but they did that. They did that. Great. I've never seen the I spent a grave remake, so I don't know actually. I hear I heard they like things. I heard they like ramped up the like violence. Yeah, which I assume that's what they would do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I love the I love the movie. The movie that pops in my mind first is maybe Miss Forty Five. I guess that could be kind of cool. I mean, I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but. I don't know, it just pops to my head first. I, that's a tough question, actually. It is a really hard question, because like, I don't think about it that much. Um, I think mostly I think about like what directors could do with it. Oh, yeah. Movie. Like guys like Sam Hale, Joe Meredith. Joe Bigos. Joe Bigos. Even though he gets decent money. I mean, oh, he yeah. Fangoria back in his last movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like guys like that, like the real independent dudes, like Fred Vogel. Fred Vogel, yeah. I think Fred Vogel could have like a Hollywood Loser budget. Loser Valentine. Loser Valentine would yeah. be kind of fun. I'd love to see what Loser Valentine would do with like $2 million. <laughs> yeah. <because laughs> just a f- <laughs> fucking geyser of vomit. Just like... Yeah. <laughs> 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 that too, that like... In one of, one of the vomit gore movies, there's a there's like like a scene with a baby. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks like a jello mold. It looks like a jello mold. I mean, it really does. No, I mean, no offense, though. no offense though. I mean, I mean it's really hard it. to do shit like it that. It is, yeah. But and it's more about the shock value than it is anything. Oh yeah. Plus, I think it adds to the movies like uh, nightmare reality it lives in. I get, yeah, I get that. Um, Robert also says. Hey guys, I already asked the question, so this isn't a question for the show unless you want to answer to the same week. Which, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, send us yeah. as many as you want. We don't care. Yeah. Look at us, we don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, they can't see us, but... Was wondering, have you ever considered doing a Patreon account for the people that want to support the show? Could do special shows for Patreon members, like take requests from m- members and review the movies. We've talked about it. Yeah, um... The only issue with that is time right now. Yeah, time and our like current schedules and stuff. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to pay for something and us not be able to deliver. Yeah, that would be my thing right now too. But you know, if it's something you're really into, people, yeah, you know, let us know. Give us a give us a gauge on who would be interested in us starting a Patreon. It wouldn't be any time in the near future. Yeah, but down the road, if you would be interested in it. Yeah. Um. If you if you guys aren't interested, as you know, John here said, um, let us know. Yeah. I uh, imagine we'd make it cheap as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna charge people for a fortune for it. Yeah, especially since you know, like you said, we don't really know. Yeah, I just don't want people to pay for something that we're not delivering. Yeah, on. we can't keep up with the demand. That would yeah. be my thing. Which, again, if we were to do it, then we would probably have it be pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but just let us know. You know, mm-hmm. That's one person who was asking it. 
A couple yeah. other people ask us, we'll, you know, we'll put it more into consideration for sure. Yeah. Th- thank you for the question. Thank you, Robert. We always appreciate you. Um, that sounded like a like a radio show, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you, Robert, for your uh, continued support. <laughs> that sounded creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get underneath that undercarriage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what kind of fanfic is this? <laughs> <laughs> Robert's la- Robert X. John fan fiction. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do this to Robert. <laughs> And last but definitely not least, the People's Mikey is back. Hey guys, not sure if you guys plan to have any guests in the near future, but what do you think about Mike from Grindhouse Video On? Thought it would be interesting to learn about what it takes to run a business selling horror and extreme cinema, especially around the lockdown. You guys have a good one. You know, he's not a guy... We First of all, yes, we do plan on uh, getting guests yeah. in the near future. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't really think about that, because I thought it'd be out of our range in my my mind. Well... But at the same time, we talked to fucking Fred Vogel. Fred Vogel (laughs) and Stephen Byro. Yeah, it's like, I don't think it'd be that far out of range. (laughs) No. Yeah, he's honestly just not somebody I thought about, but he really would be a great guest. Oh, yeah. I mean, he does uh, his own, like, YouTube live streams, where he kind of shows off his, uh, what he's getting in. Yeah. For the month or the week or however it works. I don't exactly know. I'm dumb when it comes to retail. <laughs> I mean, I work in retail, but not that kind of retail, you know? Yeah, not not like business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but, like, he live streams it, and, like, he's actually sold me on some things. So he'll kind of get it out, show it, be like, oh, this is what it comes with and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. it is really cool because, like, it gives you a look at what it is, and he also answers questions and stuff like that. But, yeah, we'll definitely take that in consideration. He would be a fun talk, I think. I mean, honestly, like... Our, ourselves have talked about like in private about potentially getting involved into like movies like you know produ- you know selling and stuff like that yeah it's, like restoring know, that's what possible. I'd be that's what'd be cool to talk about uh Mike from Grindhouse Video yeah because like you know he's running a store selling pretty much exclusively yeah horror and extreme cinema yeah so exploitation exploitation. You know, and, like, he's the guy I always go to. You know mm. this. Like, anytime we need a movie for the show... Oh, yeah, you always Order it from him. Yeah. Because he's fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we were doing the, uh, the the documentaries last week, and, like, it was about time for us to, like, start recording, not start, you know, prepping. And you ordered that DVD, like, a couple days before. Yeah, and it got here. And it got there, like, that quick. It was crazy. Like, it's crazy how quick his shipping is. You know, I highly, 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 highly recommend using Grindhouse yeah. Video. They're down right now because he's trying to catch up with the Easter sales. Oh, boy. The Arrow Video Easter sale. Yeah. That was booming. But it was such oh. a great sale. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like half off. Because Arrow Video is <laughs> pretty big right yeah. now, too. So. But it was like half off Arrow titles. Oh, wow. Including like the Shinny Tuskimoto set. Oh, shit. Like, he had some of those in and stuff. So it was like, oh, holy wow. shit. Yeah, so... Yeah, he's yeah, he's whoever. still shipping those out, but yeah, we definitely think about it, you know, and we definitely want to get some guests in the future because yeah, whoever who got on that, good on, on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you got yours from like a it was the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought I paid a good price for it, so yeah, I think it was like sixty bucks on his site yeah. for that sale, which is like fuck yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's really good it's compared a, it's to a great fucking set. Some I saw online. Oh my god, one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty dollars. Also, let me just say up front real fast, fuck. Scalpers. Fuck scalpers, yeah, I agree. Oh my god, like, 
we've been trying to look into getting a computer too for yeah. stuff and oh my god the scalpers are it's real man and the scalping is real yeah this shit is real folks they're out here taking your fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> they're taking your movies they're taking everything you want and they're just ripping the fucking price up yeah they're just fucking jacking it up is that what you fucking want in this world huh start to stand the fuck up <laughs> I do wish there was more that could be done about that. Like, yeah. the biggest example of that is PlayStation and Xbox. Oh my god. Yeah, that shit's a nightmare. Oh yeah, like the PS5s and oh the Xbox Series god. One. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Still, it, like, they I mean, s- part of that's on them too. Oh, to not fucking yeah. make that. I mean, like, it's not like a a, a company that's like, all right, we're making, we're releasing niche films, so yeah. we're gonna make X amount of these titles because that's probably what we're gonna sell. Right. And fucking Sony and Microsoft. <laughs> you know, there's no reason for that shit to be limited. They didn't set a limit. That's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? They like both of them, and they you know, PlayStation admitted like it'd be up until October, probably of next year, before they're able to get stuff out. It's fucking dumb, man. While they release new games that you cannot get, it's fucking hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> release games that you can't fucking even you play because you can't get the fucking system. Oh, it's stupid. It is stupid. Re- the fucking. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking supply and demand bullshit. It doesn't yeah. exist in the modern fucking collector market. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's horseshit. It is horseshit. So, uh, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the rant. Consumerism. Um, it's fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, thank you guys once again for sending us questions. Send us yeah. more. We love to fucking answer them. And don't worry about limit. No fucking limit. Ask as many questions as you want to a oh, week. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, but if you also want to ask us questions, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. I just about to say gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yeah. Send them to gmail.com. Yeah, blow Gmail up. <laughs> Gmail's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> or <laughs> each week I'll post a picture on our Instagram page and you can ask it in the comments right there. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been fun. We've been laughing. We've been having a good time. Yep. I just burped. I was gross about threw up. <laughs> it's like a, this YouTuber I watch occasionally, like he he's been watching those mixtapes that have been going. Oh yeah, viral. Like every every now and then, like he'll grab the microphone and just burp all into it and like blow <laughs> the audio out. Do you remember Ate the Chosen One? Yes, <laughs> he's in fucking American Candy Fake Bouquet video. Yeah, where he's like he's talking all serious and he's just like. <laughs> He would just unload ass. It was amazing. <laughs> My favorite ones, I don't remember which one it was, but he was talking about a, was a bunch of movies, and then he just unloads ass. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> I don't get around. He, I don't think he does YouTube videos anymore. Oh, Shame. I, he's a funny man. I, I wonder if he knows that people have been using the movie he's in as oh, like... Uh, yeah, the bouquet of guts and gore. Yeah, yeah. as like, f- like fodder for like... Con- Real snuff. Yeah. Probably not. That's it's wild shit. It is really wild. Which, again, we talked about that a little bit on the episode with Stephen Byron. Yeah, go listen to that. It's yeah. a good interview, I think. Yeah. Even though we accidentally called him early, but that was his fault, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, because time difference. Yeah. yeah. Even though we told him we're on the East Coast and he's on the West Coast. Hmm. You Fucked know. up. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, because he's a very nice gentleman, and we really appreciate having him There's no reason to call it Stephen Byron like this. <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. <laughs> It was just kind of embarrassing because I'm like, yeah, it is that time that we agreed upon. I'm sorry. Ah! But he was really cool about it, so, you know. 
Yeah, he was like, uh, it, it's it's not that time over here. Yeah. <laughs> we he's like, like well, you're all on this time. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking time differences. Time differences, yeah. It's a pain in the ass. It can be. Uh, I can't imagine like trying to talk to someone like out of country one day. Yeah, oh my god! Oh my god! I don't want to think about that. at three a.m. So we're just fucking delaying the inevitable here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're just bearing the goddamn lead. Might as well just get going. <laughs> bearing the lead. So yes, this week we are delving deep into the dark, seedy world of the neo-Nazi movement. And before we get started, you should know by the intro that this is not going to be pro-Nazi in the least. No, fuck Nazis. We do not stand by any of the fucking opinions of these absolute shitbags that deserve to be beat the fuck up. (laughs) This episode episode in particular is mind-numbing. And it sucks, too, because, like, you know, being from the South... Oh my god. We see this shit so fucking much. Again, like, just for everyone who's listening, how many people do you can you estimate in your mind right now, John, have walked into your store with fucking, like, swastikas on them and shit? Several. <laughs> it's, it's, it's alarming. Yeah. There's a guy who came in my work who I did not know at this time until I saw his mugshot on uh, oh the local paper <laughs> that he basically had the American History X swastika on his chest. Oh, <laughs> The Jesus. big old fucking hoo-ha one. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Yeah. So. We are going to start this motherfucker off. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. <laughs> With 1982, directed by Walter Bernert. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Walter, that's what we're going with. <laughs> Walter Bernert's The Inheritors. And this was the curveball of this episode. There was a few yeah. speculations of what this was going to be. Someone recommended, uh, said they thought it was going to be Romper Stomper, which I actually don't know that movie. I need to look into that one. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. And someone thought Surf Nazis Must Die, which I thought was a very good choice, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, this is a movie put out by Mondo Macabro that I had never heard of until I saw the cover. Oh, my And immediately God. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, basically what you have here, you have Tomas. Yep. And who's his friend? Do you have his friend's name? No. God damn it. Why don't we write names down? We know we need them. I know. I, <laughs> We're the goddamn worst. <laughs> we, you are listening to the worst podcast known to man. Shit on cinema. <laughs> we are the goddamn worst in audio. This is shit on cinema. Let me pull up his fucking name. Get, 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 Anyways, talk to the people. Thomas uh, is a... He looks to be from a pretty well-off family. However, his mother is pretty fucking, I'd say, mentally abusive. Yes. Very neglectful. And the father's just kind of there. Just kind of exists. And uh, he begins to search for uh, friendship, companionship, a family. And uh, he meets this one guy one day while he is out riding his bike that he stole. Yes. (laughs) And they kick it off pretty quick. And his friend introduces him to the... Youth movement, yeah, um, which is AKA Hitler Youth 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> it's called the NEP party. Yeah, and gets them to join. Gets him to join a fascist movement of the neo-Nazi regime of the early eighties in Germany. I can't find this fucker's name. Well, don't worry about it. We're already past the plots and Osmos now. He fucked it. I'm he fucked sorry. it, Matt. I he completely it. fucked it. This one guy did a bunch of Nazi movies. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. So, anyways, yeah, so basically the way I would describe this movie is it's The Outsiders or Stand By Me yeah. with Nazis. <laughs> yeah. With, 
like I wouldn't necessarily completely describe it as this, but there's a, a little bit of like a sprinkling of like stuff from like come and see too. A little come say. and see ish, yeah. There's some like training shit that kind of put me in the mind of come and see in particular. Yeah, and there's stuff in this that we had never really. We I don't think we've ever really talked about in the show either. Like what? Like um, <laughs> I mean I think we'll get into it, but the training to kill an oh. entire group of people. Yeah. It's pretty fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, that's an understatement, I think. That's that's an understatement, yeah. (laughs) It's it's not good. It's not good. good. It's not good. I shouldn't do that. Uh, But in all seriousness, it's like, this is a coming-of-age film told through the perspective of two kids who come from very similar broken-style homes of the neo-Nazi movement. And it's like, it does. It's not the movie you think it's gonna be. Like when you no. just, like when this movie's described, you kind of get this idea that like, oh, it's gonna be kind of like American History X, where it's like you get into this and then you're like, oh shit, I gotta get out. Yeah, it's not that at all. No, uh, kind of the opposite, really. Yeah, and it can. <laughs> I think at times can, if you took it in the wrong context, seem to glorify. Yeah, in a way, but it's not. It's meant to show how frighteningly disturbing this is by showing people who are unapologetically in this party. Yes. So it's like, it's immensely disturbing because of that. Yeah. Um, the, also, this, yeah, as you said, like, the, <laughs> this movie definitely does not give you the luxury of being like, oh, they've changed. <laughs> no. It very much is just like, make your own opinion up. Yeah. Whether you think this is good or bad. Yeah, which I, I personally do see it as a anti-Nazi yes. film, but it just shows you how it is. Yeah. Shit, someone who is a Nazi might watch this movie and be like, these are men for spitting, you know? Like, oh, God. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's just also crazy. This is like 1982, and you're seeing like these people say certain things and use certain ideologies and certain fucking... Terms. Terms and shit like that that are still fucking used to this day. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, like, this is not changed. In at least two of these movies, you very much see that shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where, like, the same things that I would say some that, you know, these Nazis and stuff describe as, quote, problems mm-hmm. continually get brought up. Continually. Like, this movie was released to win. 1982. 1982, and... American History X was 2002? Nah, 90-something, 90 I think. What was it? What came out in 2002? I mean, maybe American History X was 2002. I don't remember it coming out in 2002, but maybe it is. It's maybe, I don't remember. We'll look it up. But roughly, we're like... <laughs> we're the like goddamn worst. <laughs> we're the worst podcast known to man. Uh, around like 10 years later, it's yeah. the same shit. Same shit. Same shit, different movie. Yeah, right. Same fuckers, basically. The same fucking assholes mm-hmm. who continually to make the world worse. Um, yeah, and like, you know, this movie, they like, they revel in their fucking shittery. You know shittery? I, mean? I like that term. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by like fucking beating up people who disagree with them. Yeah. You know, Thomas basically gets jumped into the fucking red lace unit, basically. Ugh. They don't call them that, but they use it as something from Green Room. Yeah. You know, the fucking youth militia. He fucking jumps an old Jewish lady, you know. Yeah, it's, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, so basically it's like, and that's another thing about this movie that I think is very interesting too, is like, you could take it, you know, take the Nazi out of it, and this is just a fucking, like, 
gang. It's you know, gang like a movie. fucking gang shit. You know, yeah. it's like these people who are outsiders who are looking for somebody or some way to connect with a family-like unit get brought into this thing with a fucking, uh, you know, promise of love and companionship that they didn't get from fucking home. Yeah. You know, it, it works the same way in gangs as it does in fucking this neo-Nazi shit. Even though the movies are fictional, the shit's real. Yeah. And a lot of times these people, they get drugged into this shit by not having a strong family union. Not having not having a strong, you know, even friend u- unit. Yeah. So they get, you know, bo- bombarded with these I- ideas, ideology, whatever, you know, what have you. They don't find their countercultures like we did. Yeah. We're like, I got into skateboarding and punk rock, and you're yeah. with your friends who are into games and shit like that. Yeah, metal you know, music. They get moved into fucking <laughs> Nazisms. Yeah. <laughs> Being fucking little fascist fuckers. <laughs> the problem is, like, like there's people I knew in school and shit like that that, were, that that I thought were cool. There are now, like, miniature versions of what, the, what these fuckers are. Yeah, right. And I'm like, fuck off. It is. It's just. It's such a striking film. That's the thing I keep thinking when I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you know, we're not even talking about the fact that like there's a suicide in it at one point that's pretty fucking haunting. Yeah. Just the way the guy reacts to it. I don't want to give no spoilers away because I do think you should go watch this movie. Mm. So I don't want to spoil anything. And like we're just literally talking about the ideology behind the film and like how they're fucking liars, little fucking liars. You know what I mean? They're lying to the entire public too. Yeah. By trying to put on their best face forward. I, like there's a scene in particular that like sticks in my mind is like one of the speeches the like head of this party gives says oh the the Holocaust didn't happen yeah it's like what the fuck are you on about and then later on like showing off a fucking lamb, lamb. that was made out of a Jewish person's skin from the Holocaust yeah and it's fucking horrific and basically and at that point that's when Thomas kind of gets smarted it's like yeah the fucking Holocaust happened we we're glad it fucking happened. Ugh. We're just not telling the public so they don't fucking look at us as monsters. <sighs> it's such a fucking real movie. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking real that you're like, God damn it, like I could see this happening, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. I guarantee it has happened time and time fucking again. Again, it's like it came up in the news recently that like the G- German, you know, far... Oh, no, keep oh okay. You... Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. The, the 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 German far alt right whatever, like we're starting to rise up again. It's like fuck again. Yeah, again. I'm like, what the fuck? You learn your lesson, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shit kicking like Hitler's grave. <laughs> you learn, old man. <laughs> you haven't you learned your lesson? But yeah, it's a it's a stark fucking movie, man. Yeah, not a lot happens in it. That's one thing I say. If I had to complain about it, it is that it is kind of slow. Yeah. But it's not about action. It's not about shit happening. Like I said, it's a coming-of-age tale. Yeah. It is like the outsiders, but instead of getting into a gang, they get into fucking the Nazi party. And that's what makes this movie feel even more real, is like as it, where it is slow, slower than a, you know, a, a, any other movie, um, it just shows like that's that's real life. Like life, no, not everything happens every day. Yeah, it's not like... Life isn't a three-act structure. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about The Inheritors. I, I do think it is a film that should be sought out and seen. I think it's actually a pretty important movie to watch. Yes. 
to show how history can fucking repeat itself very goddamn easily. <laughs> and, and this shit happens every day. Every fucking day. I mean... Like, there, there's still groups of people out there who believe that the Holocaust didn't happen, <laughs> Unit 731 didn't happen. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, right. Not only is there photographic proof, there is proof within graves across yeah. the fucking world. It's like, Ugh. you know, the acting is super fucking solid in the movie. Yeah. To kind of get into the more technical aspects of the film. Yeah. It's shot very well. The soundtrack is good. Yes. Like, it's overall a very good movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just, it's a subject matter that is not easily digested. It's heavy. Very heavy. And if it's something you don't want to get into, then I don't recommend that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're going to hear people spout some fucking heinously evil shit. <laughs> Gleefully. Yeah. In another movie, too, which we'll get to. Yeah, but, but at least that one has, like, the the message of, this is wrong. Yeah. And Heritors is kind of like, it's wrong. We know it's wrong. But these are just who these people are. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> it's a gut punch of a movie. Yeah. To me, the, the scene that you brought up a little bit yeah. is they strip one of the guys naked oh my God. and make him pretend to be a Jewish person and paint the Star of David on his back and then show him the, the kids' ways to kill them quickly. It's fucking horrific to watch. It's like, damn, dude. Like, it's fucking heinous. <laughs> and, like, where the movie ends, like, again, I'm not going to give it give anything away about the movie, but it does not give you any insight of, like, in in this, you know, this movie's world, anyway. It doesn't give you insight of what happened later. Yeah, there's no satisfaction to it. No. It's a good ending, but it's not satisfactory at all. Yeah, no. Because, like, you just want them to wake up <laughs> yeah, you and realize that this ain't the way to go. But they don't. Like, you literally, like, you're waiting for that moment in the film where it's like, all right, this is the realization moment. This is the point where they're like, I'm in the wrong. I got to turn around. Yeah. And they just dig deeper and deeper and fucking deeper. And it just gets worse. And it just gets fucking worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Which in some cases is reality. That's, man, it's very much reality. You know, it's very hard to see the light through the, you know, to see the, to see the light through the trees, if where, you will. You know, where I think American History X, for example, which, again, has... We'll has get into re- its yeah. own review, yeah. Like, it does give this message of, you know, hate... Hate is a burden. Yeah. This movie gives you the reality that some people just want to. Yeah, some people don't care. Some people don't fucking care, and yeah. they want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's not an easy watch, but it's a, it's a watch I do recommend. You know, considering it was a movie that I had never fucking heard of. Yeah. And just solely bought because the cover was like, what the fuck is this movie? It's pretty fucking good, man. Oh, yeah. And I think Mono Macabro has it. I don't think it's one of their like, limited releases. I think it's just Yeah, I think regular. it's just out, yeah. Yeah, so go pick it up. Go give it a watch if you're into it, but know that there is shit in it that's probably going to be very offensive to you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this shit was, I mean, offensive to us as well. I yeah. mean, unless you're a fucking racist piece of shit, you're probably going to be <laughs> like, this ain't cool. <laughs> that's the point of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, by this point in our show, I would assume that we've probably weeded out a lot of racists i would hope so yeah (laughs) i would hope so so uh from 1982 to 2015 damn jeremy solner a guy who i think is a fucking fantastic filmmaker yeah Uh, the guy behind fucking murder party murder party's fucking excellent blue ruin i have not seen that and this fucking masterpiece, I'm going to go ahead and bury the goddamn lead. This fucking masterpiece. Damn it, John. I'm sorry. 
I'm gonna go ahead and bury the fucking lead. Bury this goddamn lead. All right. Green room. All right. So, even though this movie is dark, yes, I don't know if it's as dark as no. the other two. No, like the Nazism in this movie is just a centerpiece. It's yeah. just a framing mechanism yes. where the other two delve into the ideology and yeah. Like I don't know. I don't think they throw a lot of racial slurs out in this movie. I don't think they do. I don't remember any yeah. really. Yeah, so you know that it's got that going for it. Yeah. <laughs> so Green Room follows this punk rock band, which I can't remember the name of them. Why I didn't write it down. They ain't rots. They ain't rots. Ain't rots. Ain't rots. Ain't rots. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a struggling uh, punk band that's trying to, you know, get their name out there by traveling and and fucking trying to play punk rock in a modern world. Trying to play punk rock <laughs> in a modern world, which is not easy to do. No. <laughs> um. And they uh, meet up with this journalist who hosts a show on the radio and is also a promoter who runs gigs. They do an interview with him, and they're like, all right, so how's our gig going to be done tomorrow? And he's like, well, I got some bad news for you. Yep. I got you a gig, but it ain't the one we talked about. <laughs> so they end up playing a Mexican restaurant to maybe 10 people. <laughs> Which I've seen is funny. It is great. And it's... <laughs> It's like when I'm watching those parts of the movies, I'm like, this is real. Like, this is fucking oh, real. Yeah. Like, this is, you don't talk about reality. This is what being in a band is like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, God damn, we made $2. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put $2 amongst five Fuck. people. Here's your 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, God damn it. Like, how do we do this? Oh, and that's God. the thing is like they decide they're gonna split the money. You know when they split the money up, it's like six dollars a piece. And it's like, well, fuck. I guess the tour is over. Yeah, and that's it for that. We're going home. I mean, it's not enough to get fucking gas. No, you can't even get fucking gas. Which they play on that. Yeah. So they cipher gas and all that. Yeah. Where the DJ, a promoter, journalist says, "Well, I got this cousin who can hook you up at a gig." However, <laughs> yeah, this gig happens to be at a. Neo-Nazi bar. Yay. Which they're already not enthused with, but it's like, fuck, what do we do? <laughs> it's money. We gotta make money. You know what I mean? So they go to the fucking gig, and they uh, they set up in the green room. Yeah. With their, with their shit. And they go on stage and they play, and the first song they play is Nazi Punks Fuck Off. By the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> which is great. It's a great fucking scene. <laughs> the balls. So fucking cool, Oh right? my god. <laughs> fucking great. Um... And they, they finally actually do kind of win the crowd over, which they don't really give a shit about because they don't fucking like Nazis. No. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's just another gig. They're going to go get paid, and their stuff is already laid out. And they're like, oh, that's weird. They're like, oh, well, we got to make room for the, the headliner. Okay, cool. No problem. They go to get their shit out, and one of them says, hey, I forgot my phone. Oh, God. So the bass player, Pat, uh, played by, what's his name? Anton Yelkin. Yeah. Goes back to get it, and uh, there's a woman being surrounded by a bunch of people who has a knife in her head. Yep. And he freaks the fuck out, as an average person would, and calls 911, which sets off a chain reaction of horrendously horrible things that fucking just get worse and worse as the movie uh, goes on. If I had one word to describe this movie, it's tense. Tense. This is a master class in fucking suspense and tension. It... <laughs> This is the kind of movie, if you've never seen it before, even if you have seen it before, leaves you on the edge of your seat being like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah. I think you described it as a panic attack on film. Yes. It well, really no, you did. Oh, I did that? Yeah. I'm smart. How <laughs> <laughs> about you? I was trying to give you credit. Um, don't take my fucking credit. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is, man. It's just fucking manic and like, 
you know, claustrophobic and tense and like you're just like fucking constant. It's like a fucking powder keg just ready to fucking blow at yeah. any second. And when it does, it's like, God damn. And like for the most part of the movie, I would say they're stuck in this one, one room. Yeah. The, the it's green room. A, the green room, yeah. yeah. For a lot of the movie, it is a one location movie. Yeah. It all takes place in this bar. And my God, is this movie fucking brutal. It's, the thing I oh. noticed this to watch about it more than any other time I've watched it is like the violence is fucking realistic. Yeah. Because there's not like a lot of build up. There's no fucking pomp and circumstance. There's no, like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, goodbye. Yeah, no. It's like, bam, that character's dead, gone, done. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? You <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, holy shit. Especially, it's like, you just get to know this person, mm-hmm. and they just take them from you. Yeah. In horrific ways, too. Well, it's like, take a fucking, uh, what is it, Anton Yelkin's character, who gets his arm fucking massacred. Oh, God. It's the first thing that happens, like, really fucking, like, brutal yeah. in this movie. It just, like, they just start fucking cutting his arm up, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? I can't tell what's going on. He pulls it back, and it's like a goddamn sushi roll. Uh, yeah. And you're just like, ah! It's <laughs> <laughs> hanging on by a thread. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing about the movie. Like I said, like, it's just the fucking, the violence just happens, and that person's just gone. Like, there's one scene in particular, I'm not going to say who it is, but they're, like, walking across the bar to grab a gun. It was like, uh, the gun's right here, and then, bam! Done. Gun shot to the head, and the person with the gun says, you're too slow. Yeah. It's like, ah! What the fuck? <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> and That gunshot rivals even, like, inside, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Because it's just, like, you don't see it fucking coming, it just happens, and you're like, shit! It's like, just a, it's like a one shot, too. Mm-hmm. Just a one, like... Like, it feels like just one shot. <laughs> like, one shot. What kill? <laughs> it's brutal. It is so fucking brutal, and those man. those fucking dogs. Yeah, it's like Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking insane. Like, I describe this movie in my notes as being, in, like, playing a first-person shooter. Yeah. And being stuck in a hallway. And you keep <laughs> trying to get out, but every time you get out, they fucking start firing at you, and you gotta duck back in, and you're like, all right, I got two options. I go guns and blazons, and maybe I can get out. Or I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's Green Room. <laughs> I mean, in, in that context, too, it's like playing a zombie game, for example. Yeah, it is right? kind of like, yeah, like Resident Evil. And your only weapon is a melee weapon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Against a horde of fucking bastards. Ugly Reds. <laughs> the fucking ugly Reds. <laughs> Hong Kong 97. Uh, what a game. What, what a, a game. shitty game. What a fucking shitty game. Yeah. Not a shitty movie is, is Green Room. Green Room no. is absolutely outstanding. Um, yes, the performances are fucking amazing. Like, yeah. down to, like, just minor characters. Like, the guy from the fucking band Cowcatcher. Yeah. That plays after them. Yeah. Worm. Yeah, Worm. He's only in, like, three scenes, and he fucking, like, steals the show to me. Oh, yeah. Like, he just has this, like, far-out look in his eyes. Yeah. Like, this just, like, very intimidating scariness. Yeah. And he has the line of the movie to me, and I used it in the fucking trailer. When he's like, what's the second to the last song you played? And he names it, he's like, it's fucking hard, man. It's the one I did there, too. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh God. <laughs> also, oh, God, help me with his name. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, yeah. As the lead villain. A fucking menace. He's horrible. He's a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> and he himself doesn't even directly do anything. No, he just directs everybody to be fucking evil people, evil bastards. Yeah, oh, it's it's fucking like his, his performance is terrifying. The interesting thing about him being in the film apparently is he got the script right. Yeah, and he read it and he said that 
the film was so tense, like the script was so tense and so fucking unnerving. Yeah. That when he was done, he like locked all of his doors and windows, and was like, as soon as I knew that, as soon as that move, that script made me feel that way, I was like, I have to play that character. Wow. Because I have to take on a role that challenging. And I was like, damn, that's that's some high praise. Yeah. <laughs> that Sir Patrick Stewart, the guy's knighted. He's a fucking knight by the Queen yeah. of England. He said he had to do this role. Had to do this role. <laughs> not, not just that, but like if it gives you any like context of how good this movie, which again, it's so fucking hard for the Rotten Tomatoes to even like your movie. Yeah, it really is. Like most movies you see by Rotten Tomatoes, you're like, oh, that's a movie's a classic, and you look at their review, it's like fucking splat. Yeah, done. fucking done. <laughs> and this one was approved. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. It's a great movie. It's so fucking good, dude. Like I can't recommend Green Room enough. Yeah, from beginning to end, it's 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 a, as you said earlier, it's a fucking masterpiece. I think it's a goddamn masterpiece. I think Jeremy Silner has fucking <laughs> knocked out three fucking classics, in my opinion. <laughs> All I gotta say is get fucking ready if you're going to yeah. watch this. It's a completely different movie from fucking uh, Murder Party. Oh, yeah. Or even Blue Ruin, which is a much slower, quieter movie. One thing I will say the Murder Party and this movie do have in common is the kind of stuck yeah. aspect of it. Can't get out of a certain location. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, we do. Unfortunately, we have to bring up Anton Yelkin. Yeah. He plays Pat in the movie, the lead of the mm-hmm. film. And he's fucking fantastic. He's so good. He's super likable. He's very relatable. Yeah. Uh, he unfortunately passed away not too long after the film was yeah. released. And that sucks, you know. So, you know, this review is, is uh, dedicated to that man because he was a fucking star in the making. And it yeah. sucks that he's gone too soon. His performance is outstanding in this. It, like, there isn't a moment where these characters don't feel like real people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's sad that he's gone. It is. But, it's, uh, it's been great to see him in other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he had a little bit of a run, but not enough. 27. No. That's tragic. The legendary number, unfortunately. <sighs> Was it 27? 27. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> what are you about to do? I ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, it wasn't gonna be disrespectful at all. I was just gonna quote a line from the movie that just like it's just not for the best. Yeah, don't do that because <laughs> it's really tragic or very sad. It's just oh, it sucks. That sucks, man. It's, it fucking sucks, man. What are you gonna do? Okay, why did it have to be twenty seven? Life fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. I don't know if they heard that, but he said he, he said he's done. He's just taking a, a drink of water. Decided to come back. Okay, he's back. <laughs> Hell yeah! He quit for a couple seconds. Woo! <laughs> The podcast was over for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Even though for a while it was done for almost a, over a year. Over a year. Over <laughs> a fucking year. We're the worst podcast. We keep saying it. No one listens to us. I mean, they do listen to us. That's the problem. <laughs> they do listen to us. Why do you listen? Why do you fucking like us? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, like me. <laughs> I hate my fucking self. Fuck it. <laughs> So, we're going to cap this episode off with a movie that I think surprised a few people that we're going to cover because it's a very mainstream film. Yeah. And we kind of stay away from mainstream quite a bit. Most of the time. Uh, It's from 1998. Yeah. Tony K's American History X. Yeah. I mean, this fucking movie has Edward Norton in it. Yeah. And Stacey Keach. I mean, this movie... I mean, it's a fucking it's it's a it's a classic. It is a classic. It's an American classic. Yeah, no pun intended. No pun intended. So this movie we have Dirk, Derek, played by Edward Norton. Yep, 
and his younger brother Daniel, played by Edward Furlong. Two Edwards. Yes. Two Dan- two D words too. Uh huh. Double D's as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Double. Yeah. <laughs> brain. Oh Jesus. Derek is a high. I'm sorry, I'm fucking exhausted, guys. <laughs> I'm trying. This is the worst episode we've ever done. It's actually, I think it's been pretty decent. <laughs> we know that we had, we've had some bad episodes. Oh, we've had some shitter episodes. Besides that point, um, Derek is a head out a little high up in a neo-Nazi. I don't even want to call him a party gang. Yeah. Uh, is Aryan Brotherhood? Yeah, like is an that Aryan. A proper. I think so. Proper term. Um, led by Stacy Keach. As uh, what was his name, Cameron? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, Stacy Keach? What are you doing in this movie? It's so <laughs> wild. <laughs> I love Stacy Keach, but it was just weird to see him as a Nazi. I'm like, whoa. When <laughs> ready for a Nazi, because Stacy Keach, he's usually fighting Nazis. Sure. <laughs> he's trying the other shoe on this time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting it from a different angle. <laughs> Daniel, Derek's younger brother, turns in a paper to his local high school uh, about fucking civil rights. At, yeah. Under the title "My Mind Kampf," yeah. and it's all about Mein Kampf and his t- uh, his uh, principal, who is a wise man, <laughs> tells him, "Knock that fucking shit off, you dumbass! You're getting yourself in a lot of trouble that you don't understand. That you don't fucking even know what you're doing." Yeah, you know, go home, write a paper about your brother who's getting out of jail. So essentially, the story Ooh. is. Yeah. So essentially, the story is told through Edward Furlong's character writing this paper about his young, his older brother who went to jail for murdering two African-American men when they tried to rob his truck. Yeah. Brutally. Um, yeah. So that's one half of the movie. The other half of the movie is Derek getting out of jail and kind of seeing the error of his ways and trying to make things right again. Yep. And that's American History X. Yeah. This is a... Uh, I mean, it's another classic. It's another masterpiece. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a fucking film that is immensely important to this day, I think. It's a film that wasn't afraid to tackle a subject matter and put it through the eyes of the character who is not likable, necessarily. Yeah. Not because he's a bad person, but because he's wrapped up in a bad scene. Yes. Now, I would argue that Derek, from the beginning of the film, is actually a bad person. Yes, <laughs> He actually absolutely. turns himself around, but at the first, he's like a fucking piece of shit. And the film tackles a lot of, you know, like, where does it come from? How does it start? Yeah. Where does it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? No, <laughs> no. I mean, it was an appropriate time to throw a Cotton Eye Joe joke. I don't know, but uh, I, I had to. Oh damn! Uh, but like, you know, how does this stuff start? Like, and then uh, even like it even tackles some more difficult stuff too, where it's like, you know, what's the you know like it, it's a gang, you know, like we talked yeah. about earlier. This is a gang, right? Yeah. And how it's super similar to how people get wrapped up in gang warfare too, or yeah. gang gang life as well. It, I, mean, I mean, this movie tackles gang, uh, you know, gang tactics pretty heavily too. Yeah. Which again, like, again, I couldn't recommend some of these like prison shows enough, where you get really get an inside of that shit too. Yeah. But that's beside the point. You know, it's it's a movie that I think is I do think it's a fucking excellent film. There's just a few things I have issue with it. Yeah, uh, same here. One is the soundtrack. It's a bit inappropriate. It's just weird, is it not? Yeah. It's just like soaring strings over these like like overly dramatic music. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's like, yeah, th- what's happening is dramatic, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This couldn't be more dramatic if it tried, you know you, what I mean? You think it was almost like in the editing room, kind of being like Oscar. 
I hate the term Oscar, Oscar bait. bait. Yeah. Well, the guy was a uh, music video director, so I think that might have something to do with it as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, you know, really punching in that drama. Yeah. Um. The the performances are fucking great. Absolutely. Edward Norton is incredible as Derek. Yeah. You know, he goes from being a miserable motherfucker who's also very scary out because yeah. he's so convicted in his beliefs. Like, nothing is going to change his fucking mind. You, you you could talk to him from here until next year, and he ain't going to fucking step down on what he believes in. And he'll probably punch in the fucking face if you try. To a person who you're like, I sympathize with him. Yeah. He got himself in shit he didn't really understand, and now he knows that. Yeah. You know, so, I like that. I do think there's some overly dramatic slow motion and, like, way too stylized shit where it's just like, it could have played a little more realistic, a little more gritty, you know? Yeah. So it, it is a film that I do think is rough around the edges at times. And like, there's one thing that you you did not bring up. Like, the ending's a bit... Odd. Yeah. I get the where least. they're getting at it, though. Yes. You I understand I mean? it. But at the same time, it's like... Mm. It is odd. I will put it that way without spoiling anything. Uh, but what kind of made me... Because, like, here's the, thing, here's the number one thing I can say about this film that I think is as positive as I can give it. I have not seen this film since I was in high school. Yeah. Pretty sure. Um, I remembered everything, though. Like, we were talking about it, and yeah. I was recalling everything that happens because it stays with you, and that is a very positive thing I can say about yeah. the film because it's very powerful, and, and it, it's very memorable. And I do see that ending as it can be seen as kind of problematic because it's kind of like, well, then what was the point kind of thing. Yeah. However, this time watching, and this is any spoiler, this is just kind of a vague thing, there is regret in his eyes. Yeah. As soon as it happens, that character is like, oh, fuck, what I just do? Yeah. So that, I think, changes that ending for me personally because uh. it's, it's almost the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like... Two sides of the same coin, but different. Yeah, like, I was reading a review about American History X on Letterboxd, right? Mm-hmm. And the the, per- the person who was, you know, who made this review um, was essentially was saying, how the fuck am I spo- supposed to sympathize with a neo-Nazi? How am I supposed to sympathize with these fucking people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And saying, you know, and then he, you know, talking about the ending, being like, you know, well, what the fuck? Yeah, I get that. What, what's that? What's that prove? I understand where that person's coming from. And well, well, again, for me, like after watching the movie, I was going through these reviews, trying to like piece together like what other people were saying, mm-hmm. trying to be like, I don't know what to think about this. Yeah, I agree. I, to me, that's what I just said. Yeah, justifies that ending to me, but I do kind of understand, you know, where people would be coming from who had that issue. Yeah, and, and there are a couple scenes like which I understand, like it's playing out in in this person's mind. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is hard to watch. Like the basketball scene, the soundtrack over that plays like it's like a whole glorious thing yeah, that the neo win. Yeah, like a real it's triumphant like, moment. Like we did it, guys. And which again, it's being confrontational to yeah. the viewer, being like, "Ugh, yeah, like fucking a." But at the same time, like again, out of context, it's like, "What the fuck? Why? Why is this being played over this?" Because it just that's feels how wrong. they see it. Yeah, it, that is how they see it. 
And, and, you know, I think there is, like, a tonal shift in the film, though. Yeah. Where that stuff goes from joyous to disgusting. Yes. You know, when Derek gets out of jail, then then it's not... It's not the same anymore. No. He sees these people as completely different. Yeah. And we are supposed to, too. Yeah. Which, again, I do believe that people within, you know, these groups can reform. Oh, absolutely. I do believe that they can change their ways and change their mindsets. But I also think that's another aspect of the ending that I think makes it work for me personally is, yeah, you could change. Yeah. And you should change. And you and you should be proud of yourself for changing, but you also have to understand that those scars are going to last forever. Yeah. That stigma will be with you for the rest of your life. What was the quote? Hate, hate is baggage. Hate is baggage. You don't get rid of it. No. You know, it, it it forever follows you. Yep. Yeah. And I think that makes that ending work to me too, because like, who knows if you want a neo Nazi if that would have happened? You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> it's it's a fucking heavy movie. It's a very heavy movie. And again, like it's surprisingly dark and like I don't, it's surprisingly dark for a mainstream movie yeah. too. Like it tackles a lot of shit that not a lot of movies do. Yeah. I do see where you're coming from when you're saying Oscar Beatty at times, though. Yeah. I, I get that from the film at times as well. Which I would say Ed- Edward Norton probably should have gotten an Oscar for his uh, If he did not, then yeah, definitely. Do what? If he didn't, then yeah, he should have. Cause he's, I don't think he did. It's a fucking risky role, man. You yeah. know, like, like, you know, we talk about... It's bra- a make or break. It's a, you know, we talk about brave performances, but, you know, you take this guy who's... He's not a Nazi in real life. Yeah. He's not a racist person. As far as I know, he's a good guy. Yeah. And taking on this role of a hate spewing monster, yeah, you know, it, it it's a tough role. And not only does he show that the evil side, but he also, after you know the character is released from jail, shows the more down back to earth, yeah, person. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, like there's the moment in in prison where you know it all starts to shift. Yeah. Where he starts seeing like these the people he thinks are convicted in their ways are not as convicted as they are. Yeah. And the people he thought were pieces of shit, well, they're nicer to him yeah. than the other ones are. And then the people who he was with originally rape him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's a scene where his old teacher comes in who's a black man and he just starts breaking down and crying. Yeah. And I think there's a few ways like, yeah, one is because he was raped, the manhood thing, you know, being yeah. stripped of your manhood. But two, I think that just being raped in general. Yeah, yeah. But. but I think two also, it's like his world has just got turned upside down. Yeah, the people he trusted have done this to him, and the people he hated is here to console him. Yeah, you know, like his whole world has just come fucking crumbling in that moment. Yeah, it, it's it. I mean, I I couldn't imagine. Yeah, the film is more subtle than I think because I think it's it's not as easy as just being like. Nazi good <laughs> or Nazi bad, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's more subtle. Than don't that. take what John just said out of context, yeah, please. please. Don't <laughs> <laughs> please don't edit that. <laughs> Some kind of like super cuts. <laughs> John's worst. don't deep fake me, please. <laughs> but it's not that simple, you know what I mean? Yeah. In this movie, where it's like it, it's way more subtle than that because, like, you know, that literally is the flipping of a moment where it's like the people he trusted and he believed were had his back no matter what. Just did something heinous to him. Yeah, and the person he hated the most is now here to help him. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a, parad- a par- paradigm shift. Exactly. Yeah, John Moxley. John Moxley. <laughs> Drop him on their head. <laughs> Drop him on their head. That's yeah. what happened to him. You know. 
You know, I did see oh someone. Oh my god, I just never realized that. Yeah, drum limit. Anyways, <laughs> that's kind of corny as fuck. Yeah, well, you know, it's pro wrestling. You gotta know. Uh, another thing I saw someone kind of complain about with the movie is it's like, so he changed this kid's whole worldview in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of get that, but it's his older brother. He was only there because of him. Yeah. So for his older brother to you know not just say I'm out, but then to explain why, yeah, it's gonna be easier for him to digest. Like, okay. Plus, he's, he's a kid, and he's so you can just tell that he's fucking, uh, uh fucking impressionable. You know, yeah, and there's like, which is Ethan Souffle, which I was like, oh yeah. hey, it's Ethan Souffle from uh, My Name Is Earl. Oh, he's an yeah. Nazi. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's not the guy from My Name Is Earl in this movie. No, <laughs> but um, you know, he doesn't want to talk the shit. When he's got yeah. the camera on him, he's forced into it. Yeah, and like at the same time, like he does not, it does not seem like you know his character is is as into it. Yeah, he doesn't believe seems. the way Derek believed. He's only there because Derek because he looked up to it. Derek. Yeah, exactly. That's why and, I was like, I'm fine with that. He's a fucking kid. He's a kid. Again, because again, like kids change their fucking mind every five seconds. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying every kid, but... A lot of kids. Most a lot, kids. A lot of kids do. Yeah. Especially your teenagers. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're into. Yeah. Your whole world's being fucking flipped on your yeah. head. When you're, you're a teenager, you're trying to understand, like, what the fuck am I even doing? Yeah, exactly. So to have that heaviness put on you in that fucking young of age, yeah, sure, it'd probably be very easy to get it flipped. Yeah. You know? I mean... I don't know, I I understand like I understand that portion more than I did like the ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The like when it happened again I was there I was sitting there like, yeah, that's it is odd. Yeah. It's an odd ending. And also like in in a way like it doesn't sound stupid from our fucking show. But it, I do feel like they almost kinda did it for shock value in a way too. Maybe. Could be. But but again, like I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. But I think the editing in that moment takes away the shock value. That's that yeah. over stylized thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like there's like like when it starts, you're like, mm, some bad's gonna happen. Okay, I get it. You know, like yeah. that's my only problem with this movie to me is the over stylized nature of it. The the swore the soaring strings, the fucking slow motion shower hand on the wall. Yeah. It's like this movie could have been way more grounded and gritty. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I still think it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I do too. I think it's an absolute classic. American movie, and I, I do think like the movie is definitely not pro Nazi by any means. No, definitely not. No. It's not pro hate. No, it's not pro any of this shit. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. I can understand if someone's like, "How the fuck am I supposed to relate to this character?" I'm like, I understand that. We're not supposed to. You're not supposed to relate with, you know, who he was. It's about who he's become. Yeah, who he's become and his worldview has changed. Yeah. It's more about, it's not about even, it's not even about being relatable to who he's becoming. Yeah. It's relating to the act of changing. Yeah. Being willing to listen and take in and understand more. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, you know, there's that great moment in the movie where, you know, they're talking about what they're in prison for. Mm. And Derek is like, you know, he doesn't really say, but, you know, he killed a man. Yeah. Two men. He killed two people, yeah. And a scene we ain't even talked about because there's no reason to because it's been talked about a million times. The curb stomp scene is one of the most fucking Ugh. disturbing fucking kills in movie history. Like, I, I went in to change the batteries in her recorder. And, of course, the time when I walked in had to be that scene. I was like, oh, fuck, not again. It's fucking brutal. Plus, that scene's been talked to. Talked I'll talk about enough. Yeah. But, you know, and, and the black guy that he's changing sheets with. Yeah. Who is, you know, kind of the first one who's kind of like started changing his 
view. I do love their friendship. Yeah, it's one of the things that changes yeah. his view because he's like, oh shit, this guy's not who I thought he was. Yeah. It's like, you know, I stole a TV, dropped it on a cop's foot, oh. got six years. And he's like, no, 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 what are you actually here for? I, I dropped- stole a TV, dropped it on a cop's foot. They said it was assault, gave me six years. Well, you had to throw it at him, right? I dropped it on his foot, and they gave yeah. me six years. And that moment, you see it in his face, he's like, that can't be fucking true. That changes every fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It changes stuff he said, like, not but, like, 30, 40 minutes earlier in the movie. Yep. And a fucking brutal scene as well. That doesn't, yeah. isn't physically brutal. It's just hard to watch. Yeah, emotionally brutal. Just the fucking, the dinner scene from hell. Yeah. And his girlfriend, oh my God. Mm. She's a fucking... Right, bitch, in this movie. <laughs> I love, uh, what's her name? Um, hang on, hang on. Hang she's on. in uh, Alan Dr. Monroe. She's in fucking The Crown. Hang on. She's um. in. She's in all kinds of good movies. <laughs> what the fuck is her name? Fucking. F- fi- fi- I don't know how to say the name. Oh, God. Faruza Balk. Yeah. Okay. Faruza Balk. I pulled that out of my head, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. She's uh, she's an incredible fucking actress, and she committed this role fucking. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Ballsy role. Ball. Another ballsy role. Yeah. She's a psycho bitch, yo. <laughs> you can just see the fucking pleasure in her eyes she takes from people's misery. Yeah. It, and I felt guilty because she is hot. <laughs> I was like, I can't be this Nazi also, bitch. Get out of here. So I, like, I don't know if you noticed this. Well, fucking her with the boots cu- on? No. Oh. Her haircut. It's Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about fucking with the boots on. The, oh, my God. That's my first note. I was like, <laughs> what, was this bitch fucking with Doc Martens on? <laughs> red laces and Goddamn shit. Goddamn red lace Doc Martens. Let's like, go. <laughs> Do not isolate that either. Please don't isolate that. <laughs> Don't. Don't fucking pass that on air. Don't fucking, don't fucking deep fake me, please. It's just like... It's just me going, Nazis good, let's go! Shitty <laughs> <laughs> video. Yeah. Oh. Please don't do that to me, because fucking racism is one of the most horrible things on this planet. Yeah. Uh, rather with homophobia and transphobia and sexism. I'd and say they're all... They're all fucking... Hate is horrible. Yeah, you shouldn't hate people. Shouldn't hate people because of who they are. Yeah. That's the message of this episode. Just don't hate. <laughs> I only hate people that deserve to be hated. Yeah. Assholes. That's who we should hate. Don't matter. Yeah, well, that's true, too. They're assholes. Yeah. It doesn't matter the race, creed, color, sex. If they're assholes, they're assholes. Yeah. Sick on cinema approved. <laughs> Sick on cinema approved. <laughs> I'm Jug, and I am from Sick on Cinema, and I approve this message. I just... I don't know. I don't know if we're the right people to talk about this subject, man. We're probably not, but I think we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I guess that's where we're going to end it. Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a great message of equality. Yes. And I think that's ultimately what these movies are stri- striving to teach us. Yeah. Is that hate is wrong, and we all should love each other, unless you're an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're a grade-A piece of shit. Unless you're a grade-A piece of trash. So, that's it for the neo-Nazi episode. It was heavy. It was hard. Yeah. But we got through it, and I think we did fairly well. Yeah. And next week's going to be a little more fun. A lot more fun, thank God. <laughs> should, should we say what we're doing? Yeah, or? go right ahead. We're doing the movies of Ruben Galindo Jr. Yes. Indie Mexican horror filmmaker from the yes. 80s. This dude makes some fucking amazingly fun movies, and I can't wait to talk about them. We watched two of them around Halloween, I think. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> As we were literally seconds. stuck in the house because of the fucking... Coronavirus. Fuck, yeah, oh my God. Literally stuck in the house. 
That's a tale for next week. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll tell that tale. When oh, we get my there. God. It was terrible. But it was terrible, but we also got to watch some cool shit. Yeah, well, it was an ultimate beat yeah. a good time. But, um, but yeah, man. His movies are fucking fun as hell. Yep, and I can't wait to get into them. And thank God we're doing something that's not heavy. I know, time. right? <laughs> but it won't be too much longer before we cover some more heavy shit. Oh, yeah. And there's one coming up, too, that's kind of like heavy fun. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to eat the microphone? No, I was trying to give you a clue. Oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a sexual act that some people really enjoy. My brain ain't working. Anymore. All right, well, I'll, I'll tell you all Well, there. yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com or just wait and we'll post a picture and you can comment on it. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I think that's it. My mind's numb. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Not really. No, I'm good, I think. It's been a good episode. Had fun. Yeah. Can't I, wait to do I, it again. I mean, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I do not want to do neo-Nazis again for a long time. No, we're, I'm good on Nazis for a yeah. minute. <laughs> fuck Nazis, man. And on that, fuck uh, Nazis, I am John. I am Matt. You've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film, Sick on Cinema. 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 Can we play Nazi punks pop fuck off at the end of this episode? We get sued. <laughs>